Welcome to the Destination Kingdom Podcast. Where one friend shoppers another. I'm your host, Dee. And I'm Key. What's up? Hey, hey, what's up? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> we are back, y'all. We're back. We're back in season two in this thing. How are y'all? We missed you. Did you miss us? Yes, we missed y'all a lot. <laughs> So season two, we hope y'all been well. We've been well. We've been hard at work on a lot of things. Um, we went to a retreat recently. Shout out to Anchor Media. Um, and everything has just been really good. Like we really just trying to make sure that we are implementing bigger and better things for season two. We have a lot of stuff in the works. Um, and one of the things that we're thinking about implementing or not thinking about that we are implementing <laughs> Um, is segments so that it'll kind of add some more culture to the podcast. Um, so, Key, you want to tell them about the first segment we're doing? Yeah. So, the first segment that we want to introduce to y'all is called The Thing About It. And so, in this segment, we're just going to take some current events, recent news, things of that nature, and just going to talk about them. Um, typically, when D and I are on the phone or something, we always say two things. When we're telling the story, we always say, I'm like, I'm like, and I'm like, I'm like. <laughs> but then the other thing we always say is, you know, but the thing about it is, so in this segment, we're going to be talking about current events and just telling our thoughts and the thing about it for us, like how, you know, everybody be like, it's the it's the smile for me. It's season two for me. It's season two, baby. Season, season two. two for me, boo. However, comma, um, the thing about it for us, for DK. So, D, I'll let you introduce the first topic. So, um, first off, shout out, hey, Madam VP Elect. Yes. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not only is she here for the culture. She is here representing all women, and I just want to say it's a good time to be a woman, okay? <laughs> I mean, somebody cue Drake, what a time uh, to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so can we talk about how she came out, and she came out unapologetically herself to Mary J. Blige, okay? Yes, the queen, the queen herself, I mean... I don't know. Can we also talk about her white suit? Yes. I mean, let me tell you, Madam Vice President-elect, I'm going to call her Madam Vice President-elect to show some respect, okay? Till January 20th. Till January 12.01 a.m. Ah, come on now, inauguration. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But her suit was a bad suit. Let me tell you something. And she came out. To Maryland, like, I'm like, go to Mary J of all things. Like, I just love how she is already just being herself. And I'll admit, I'm not the most politically savvy person. So I don't know all of the history behind her and her policies and all that stuff. But I can just say, I am just happy and I am just ecstatic to have a woman show up yeah. and a woman unapologetically be a woman 
in her own right. I mean, the suit alone spoke volumes to me, boo. Yes, yes. I'm like, it's crazy because I was like, I wonder why she wore white. And I kind of looked it up and it's, um, I don't really know the exact history, but like all women, they have kind of like um, Shirley Chisholm. Uh, come on, Sarah. When she got in, um, when she got, uh, took her office or whatever, she wore white. Mm-hmm. And that has dated back to before she even did it. So it's a history of women wearing white when they um, get into offices. Had no idea, but kind of cool. And I like that she kept that tradition going. Yeah. And Dee and I were just kind of talking and I, I kind of wonder, and this can be a dialogue between us and the real friends. Y'all tell us, do you think Shonda Rhimes was on to something when she called Olivia Pope and them like the white hats or whatever? You know, that was like their nickname. And every once in a while, Olivia would have a bad white suit on. She would. Whenever, like, it would be like when she was about to handle business. Is she, I mean, and I wonder if Shonda did some kind of research to the significance of the white suit when it comes to women in politics. Probably. I mean, it is Shonda, but y'all let us know what y'all think. <laughs> yeah, because it definitely is an attention grabber. I need to go get me a white suit. Girl. I mean, I, said- I got a little white dress, but uh-uh. <laughs> I need a pants suit, baby. Ain't nothing like a pants suit. You need your power suit. Girl, you hear me? You hear me? I am woman, hear me roar. Hello? <laughs> That's what I said. I said one thing about her now. She come with her power suit ready to go. I'm here for it. I'm here for it too. And you know, just just also want to touch on I think we also have to we and I say we as we as an Americans, we have to be kind of gracious with the expectations that we're gonna put on her and President elect Biden. And I really want to focus on her as a woman because I think it's almost equivalent to the amount of pressure that I'm sure um, former President Obama felt just being the first black man and what this meant and all this stuff. And then for her, like, just being that staple of a woman. I mean, now, don't get it twisted. I mean, Auntie Michelle. If you're listening, Auntie Miss Michelle Obama, hey, we love you, girl. You better speak that. Speak okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hey, Sasha and Malia. (laughs) But just like, I can only imagine the amount of pressure that they both, but even more that she is going to be under. And just speaking as a woman that's in a male-dominated field, like it can be so hard sometimes. And then just being a woman, like feeling like you have to be able to balance everything like you have to be able to show up every single day and you have to put on this face and it's just like sometimes I'm I'm not superwoman today I I ain't got it I ain't got it and you don't always have to have it you do not always have to have it I think that's one of the things that we need to really like focus on um just not only as a woman, but especially as a woman, like I feel like we sometimes place unrealistic expectations on ourselves. And so just making sure that we are really like, okay, like I ain't got it today. I I, I ain't got it today, but I'm gonna show up 
Right. And hopefully the Lord will use me as his vessel, but I don't have it. <laughs> right. So if you have not caught on yet, um, we just want to introduce the actual topic of today is I am not a superwoman. I'm I'm somebody cute, Karen White and Auntie Patty and Gladys and Dion. I'm not your superwoman. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I don't know the rest of the words, but we got it. But yes, yeah, so that's today's topic. We really want to explore just women just having to feel like we always got to do everything and be everything to everybody and just how draining that can be. And also having that peace and knowing like God didn't call us to be that. Now, he didn't call us to be weak because we definitely are strong, Um, but we're not supposed to be superwoman. And for men out there, y'all are not supposed to be superman. Like if we were, we wouldn't need God, you know? Exactly. It's like, you need to have a source that's beyond you because everybody has moments where they feel weak. And so, look, like in Second Corinthians 12 and 9, where it says, you know, and um, your weakness, my grace is sufficient, you know? So, like, my strength is made known in your weakness. So, really just making sure that, you know, I can't do this all the time. And I'm not expected to because where I'm weak, God is strong and he picks up where I leave off. That's good. That's real good. Um, I think for me, sometimes I can get so bogged down in like the details of everything I'm responsible for. And I really do overwhelm myself. I mean, and just being transparent, like today I was so overwhelmed at work and it wasn't just work. It was a couple of different things, but I just had to take a minute and step away and just allow myself time to cry. Um, I I just allowed myself to cry and I called my cousin and she prayed for me and prayed over me and stuff. But the scripture today that personally kept me going, and this is the Passion Translation. I'm starting to get a little bit more into the Passion Translation because I feel like they kind of snatch my edges a little bit more. Um, hmm. I said, okay, snatched. Girl, <laughs> girl. So, um, but it's Psalms 94 verse 19. And it says, whenever my busy thoughts were out of control, the soothing comfort of your presence calmed me down and overwhelmed me with delight. For me, that's just, my mind constantly races at a thousand miles per hour. And I really have to learn how to calm myself down because it has led to some bad outcomes for me in my past where I'm just, I'm doing too much. I'm I'm just, I'm just doing too much. I'm trying to be too much. I'm thinking too much and I'm just freaking myself out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of had a moment like that um, last Monday as well. Like I um, got in an accident what, two weeks ago now, I guess. Yeah, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. So <laughs> I got in an accident. Um, my car is totaled, but I'm still alive. Praise God. So um, my boyfriend was like, you were just really calm throughout the whole accident and everything that happened. And I was. I was real calm. Everybody was like, you sure you good? Like, you don't seem flustered. And in that moment, I was like, I'm good. But that happened. And then I pulled out the driveway. <laughs> the next Monday to go to work. And I was like, 
on my way to work and I, I don't know, I think I kind of got in my head and I was going, I was making a right out of the neighborhood or whatever. And then, so right down the street is the school zone. So then <laughs> I'm like driving, just minding my little business, getting out of And I didn't realize because I was just like trying to focus on getting to work. I was nervous. You know, I just got an accident. My car got totaled and kind of just zoned out. And I had a really, like, I was just in my head, like you said. And the cop just pulled me over. And I was like, where did you come from? Hmm. So he was like, where's your, I? you know, license registration, all that. I couldn't find it. I'm just having a whole moment. Couldn't find it. And I guess he saw me like shaking and he was like, you know, it's okay. He said, I just want you to slow down. Do you know how fast you were going? And I was like, no, I don't. Like I just turned out of the neighborhood. Like, you know, I don't know. And I said, I don't know, you know, where the registration is because this ain't my car. <laughs> He said, it's okay. I can call in the tag. Well, thank you, Jesus, because, um, <laughs> yeah. So, anywho, he did all of that. And in that, when he walked back, he just called in the tag and he came back and he said, I'm not going to give you a ticket for speeding in the school zone. He was like, um, you know, I told him my car had got told him and all that stuff. And he said, I'm not going to give you a ticket for speeding in the school zone, like, because it's double. Like, I'm just going to say you were going too fast for conditions of the robber. So, I said, okay, thank you. Um, but as soon as he walked off, who broke down? Me. <laughs> um, and so I kind of just had to take a moment and I was like, Lord, like, you got to get me through this. Like, I got to get to work. Like, I got things to do. Like, I just need you to really, like, get me together. Um, and But I did. I sat there on the side of the road crying. And then when he came back and gave me my ticket, he was like, it's okay. Like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> and I was like... Thank you for giving me a good police officer because he probably was like, Lord, she done had a bad week. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, even in that, like, God still showed me grace through another person. Like, even though I got a ticket, like, I was wrong, but that person was actually really nice and understanding. Yeah, I think that's important to when we are feeling overwhelmed and trying to be so much and do so much. Um, and also to like trying to hold back what we naturally feel. Cause I know sometimes for me, I do that sometimes. Like I, I, and I'm, and I have a hard time honestly trying to process what is it exactly? Like let's pinpoint what it is that I feel. So I just don't know. Um, but I think it's important that even in those moments for us to really stop and still see the silver lining in that. Like, there is grace or there is some person or something or something that God has used. Like I was just telling Denitra about something pertaining to my job and a situation happened and, and it's all good. It's all good. But, um, (laughs) let me just preface that. It's all good. Um, but a situation happened and last year it really it really kind of bothered me because I felt like I gave so much and it wasn't it was recognized but it wasn't recognized mm-hmm. and now fast forward to almost an exact year later um I'm being blessed because of something that I did a year ago and something that I in the moment I felt so overwhelmed right like just new things happening in my personal life. It was the first semester of school. I'm on this project that I feel like this can really be 
the thing that sets the tone for my career for me to show them what I'm made of, but it took a lot out of me. Um, but now like a year later to be getting blessed for that. And I think it's just important to remember too, that like God never forgets the times when you gave your all. Mm-hmm. When he blesses you, there might be some time in between or whatever, but he never forgets that. Like he never for he never forgets that. Thank you, Jesus. Cause I just think to how he promised Abraham, like how he would bless generations and generations and David generations and generations and eventually lead into the bloodline of Jesus through Mary. Like that's just generations of blessings that just came through obedience. You know what I mean? And just people that gave themselves and it was hard. Like it's hard sometimes y'all. It it really is. I'm going to stop before I get too stirred. Look, you good? Nah, look, you was there because I felt, you know, my tingle came. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but no, like, seriously, like, what you said, like, um, I was kind of telling her a story earlier today, and me and my coworkers, and I'm so blessed in the sense that I'm surrounded by coworkers that, you know, believe in God, and we're able to have conversations about God and how God is just awesome, and he blesses us. So, like, you know, the topic came up and we were all in, in the office just chilling and we was talking and I, and everybody was sharing like in their moment where they didn't have a lot, they still sacrificed to be obedient to God. And it's like when you sacrifice to be obedient to God, like he sees that and he gives it back to you tenfold. Like we just started sharing our stories. Like one of my coworkers got blessed with a whole free car, y'all. A whole free car. Like what? Mm-hmm. We were just like, you can't beat God's giving. Like, you cannot beat his giving. It cannot be touched. It don't matter. Like, what you give to people doesn't compare to what he gives back to you and to those other people. That's so true. Um, so, D, what is what is something that you do to kind of help yourself out when you're feeling overwhelmed? <laughs> Child. Um, I think I always get to this place where I'm just like, Lord, like, I just need you right now. Like, I need you to just come into my spirit, like, really just lift me up, like, really just calling on him. Um, because, you know, like, for the longest, like, I it, I was uncomfortable praying out loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like for me to get to a point now where I'm like, I know I can't do this without you. Like, the only way it's going to happen is if you show up. Mm-hmm. So I need you to show up and make your presence known now and like really just calling on him, but also like getting out of my head. So one of the things that I learned in counseling is like, for example, I was going through a breakup when I first started going back to counseling. And so it was like, well, when you think about that person um, and you know, like what's going on with them and they don't really want to talk to you, like, how do you you know, replace that thought with something else that's positive and something that involves you. So a lot of the things that I did was like, when I was having those moments, like I just spoke affirmations over myself. Like I am strong. I am beautiful. I can get through this, you know, like, and despite sometimes I'm like, it sounds crazy when people like, Oh, I looked in the mirror and I said all this stuff to myself. Like it works (laughs) because I'm like, even when I went to my interview for the new job that I have now, I'm like, you couldn't tell me that a year later when I was sitting over there crying, 
thinking that it was the end of the world, <laughs> that I was going to be sitting in somebody's office like happy and interviewing for a job that I didn't even know was like a dream job for me. Mm. Mm. <laughs> what are you doing? when you feeling overwhelmed? <laughs> no, I had a petty moment, so I was trying to refrain. Ooh, not petty. Not petty. It was, but God convicts. Amen, amen, and amen. You pity patty down today. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do I do when I feel overwhelmed? I think something realistically that I've been trying to do is really um, starting to give people a slow yes to things. Mm. Because I I typically have this thing where I just say, yes, I can do this. Yes, I can do that, blah, blah, blah. And one of my good friends, actually, the other day, she brought it to my attention. She was like, you know, you you do a lot, but it's not because you're the one that necessarily wants to do it. It's because people are inviting you to do it. Mm-hmm. And so she was like... You know, but you don't really do things for yourself. And I think for me, part of it is just stopping to count the cost and seeing like, hey, that time frame that I'm about to give to somebody else to give to something that might drain from me. What can I be doing that's going to replenish me? And so one of the things for me, like, y'all, I did not realize it until D said it, but we physically haven't seen each other in almost a year. And so for me right now, this, I know it's going to sound cheesy, but for me right now, one of the things that's going to replenish me is seeing my best friend, like, and just chilling with her. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to be extra. I don't have to like, D and I can literally sit on the couch for a weekend and just watch movies and be good. You know what I mean? Like I have literally traveled five hours. Me and my other best friend, we have literally traveled five hours to go see D just to sleep on the couch. Right. <laughs> and we all be sleep on the couch. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, you know, like when you when you get around people that just kind of give you peace. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, on another thing, too, like D said, it's just kind of like getting into my word. Like I found myself where I'm I'm making myself be more vulnerable with God. So even some things that I'm like, Lord, I know what I should do, but if I'm honest, I don't want to do X, Y, Z. And just kind of asking him to, number one, be gracious with me as I'm telling him my truth. But then number two, also like, just help me to navigate this and, and show me how to navigate that. So those are two things that, that I think I'm learning to implement to keep me was, from becoming overwhelmed. I was just about to say, like, all of this sound good. Yeah. <laughs> when you get down to it, like, this is hard. Like, it's, it's hard work. Um, so one of the things I'll, I'll ask you is, like, when it is hard, like, how do you stay hopeful? For me, I think music is a release for me. Um, so typically I will put on some type of ratchet gospel and just rock out. Yes, glow. I mean, (laughs) 
You know what I mean? Shout out to Glow, GLO. If you don't know him, he is a uh, gospel rap artist. And you know, when people say gospel rap artist, they think it's something cheesy. But nah, like, Glow got got bars. He right. He right. Glow got (laughs) bars. My sister who was like, I don't like listening to um, Christian uh, rap or hip hop. And I was like, nah, you'll like this. So I got her turned on the Glow. And then somebody, who we listened to the other day? Brandon Warren or somebody like that. I can't really remember his name. I don't know, but I know y'all put me on uh, Marcus Rogers. Maybe it was Marcus Rogers. Yeah. And, um... (laughs) Now we're going down a whole tangent. Um, know, what is his I name? Know. Aha Gazelle, A H A Gazelle. I ride with Aha. That's my dog. <laughs> so, look, for y'all that's still a little Christian and ratchet like us, like get on to the Christian hip hop and rap because that's where it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, it's okay to have a mix. You know what I mean? Like, um, I will say Karan Hawthorne, new album, too, It Rides as well. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say it's okay to have a mix. Like sometimes I put on some ratchet gospel or sometimes I might put on some music or sometimes like I just, just music or something light, something that's going to make me laugh in that moment. And then of course, um, going back to the word in some capacity. And sometimes honestly, like I don't have it in me to to bring myself out. So I might phone a friend. Tap 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 in. Somebody tap in. <laughs> like I need you to pray for me. I need you to pull me out. Cause I sure had to call my boyfriend the other day. Like, I can't do this. Like I tried. I really tried. And I was like, nah, bro, like I I, I can't. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like having somebody that can speak life back into you and pray over you is it's nice in the friend, significant other, family member, like whoever it is that you need to call. So I'm like, on any occasion, I'm like, I can call Key. I can call my sister. Like, I can call somebody. Yeah. Somebody going to answer. Yeah. Exactly. I'm going to say one of the things that I do, too, is um, I sometimes just reflect on what God has already done. Mm-hmm. So something that I didn't think like for the new job, for example, when I was on my interview and I didn't really think about it until that moment where my current CEO asked me like, what's the obstacle that you had to overcome? And I was like, you couldn't tell me that I'd be sitting in front of you a year later. Like, like, yeah, I got this job. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, I got a whole confidence. Like you had no idea. I was sitting on the side of um, 85 Breaking down, having a full-fledged panic attack a year ago. Um, And I think that's one of the main ones that I go back to. But even God, like, just blessing me when I've been patient. Um, And sometimes just try not to rush things. Like, me and you are both planners. And, like, I try to rush things or over-process them in my head. I'm all the way north. And we still south. Like, just calm down. Mm. Like, so. Okay. Huh? I just said convict me, but go on. (laughs) I do that too. I do that too. But I will say when you learn how to give your mind rest and get some peace, it is irreplaceable. (laughs) But how? I'm asking for myself. (laughs) (laughs) Not but how. (laughs) Yeah, because 
I'm not going to lie, y'all. I called my mom one day and she was like, you need to lay this thing on the altar. <laughs> and I was like, Sway, I know that sound like the good Christian thing to do is just lay everything on the altar. But is it like realistically, what does that look like? Like, come on, wait, somebody tell me. So, Denitria, my question to you is, you say learning how to really give your mind rest. And as someone that literally just read a scripture about having a busy mind, how did you learn how to give your mind rest? Oh, child. We need to know. <laughs> I need to know. Um, Honestly, uh, I talk about this and I talked about it a lot on season one, how I went through those four months where I kind of just really disconnected. Um, and even now, like, getting back on social media, like, it's not really a thing for me. Like, I'm on there, but, like, I'm not on there. <laughs> so, like, we're not disconnected from everything and really disconnected. I always tell you, I'm like, it's hard to do when you're in school. I don't think I could have did it if I was still in school. Because <laughs> when you're in school, it's like, you got work, you got school, then you still got all your personal stuff going on. So, like, it's kind of hard. But when you only have two things going on for real, like, you got your personal and work, like, I feel like it's a little easier to find those quiet moments. So, one of the things that I'll kind of do or I learned to do was write out, like, my thoughts or, like, things that happened in the day when I got home. And it kind of forced me to put those thoughts on paper um, and just let them go. Like, I used to get really bogged down when COVID first started and... My counselor was like, you know, you have to learn how to release and let go. So once I said it, I'm like, this is my moment to talk about it. And then after that, like, I'm not revisiting it anymore. So I just left it there. <laughs> like, I'm like, sometimes that was in my journal. Sometimes that was to my boyfriend. Sometimes it was to you. Sometimes it was to my sister. I gave it to somebody. <laughs> Took it off of me and not revisiting it. And that's hard. Um, but in those moments where I had a thought where I kind of wanted to revisit it or I was really down or whatever, like, again, I go have another thought about something. It's like, it's a psychology technique. It's called like thought replacement or something like that. So you replace the thought that you would normally like keep going over and over in your head with something else that makes you happy. <laughs> mm. So, um, but listening to music for me is also like a release. And so... That brings me peace. So I can put on some music and just chill out, me and Jesus, and we be good. Because <laughs> I feel like you get a sense of that peace when you in worship. Like, you know what that feels like to just be in his arms. Like, you know what that feels like. Like, I don't be wanting all the drama and all the extra stuff. So I'm like, a lot of times, I'm like, so, and you know, sometimes when you call me, I, I am not answering the phone. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm just having that moment where I just want, Quiet. And for some people, it's not quiet. For some people, it is a TV show or a movie or going to the beach. I think something. that's me. Yeah. I think, I think I'm a mix of the two. I think for a certain period of time, I can definitely have like that silence. Yeah. But then, like watching something light. I, okay, I, I realized another thing that I do. I don't know if you know this, but I really enjoy watching low budget made for TV movies. <laughs> I don't know if you ever knew that. I didn't, but you know, I love a good ghetto wedding. So 
I do. I love, <laughs> I love like watching, like finding stuff on Urban Music Channel, um, movies or like I don't know, just just random ratchet movie. <laughs> I know, <laughs> like low budget. Yeah, that's why I said on YouTube, low budget ghetto weddings. It 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 is thoughtless, thoughtless TV. <laughs> yeah, like just having something. I think. I think that that I will say outside of spending time with God, that is my number one escape is to find something light. So, and to be honest, most of the time when I do put on like that ratchet music, it's just because I don't want any heavy. I don't, I don't want anything heavier than what I already have going on. So if that's something that can make me dance or make me jig or make me laugh or whatever, like I just need that lightness. And I think sometimes for me, I have to remember like God is not always so heavy and life doesn't always have to be heavy, but I do make things a lot heavier on myself and other people. Um, And to that person, you know who you are. I want to apologize for making things heavy all the time. Not apologize on air. Not apologize on air. Hmm. I'm sorry. Don't at me. (laughs) (laughs) Not don't at me. But nah, that's that's good. I was going to say for you, you love to like just, I always think about this time when you came to my apartment. (laughs) You was over there. I had like um, my little study area with my desk. She was over there, y'all, having a good old time with my remote putting on this whole show. Yeah. By herself. Yes, I love putting on shows, whether it be for myself or for my like, it's only my close, close friends. Like if you, you know, you are a close friend, if you have seen me like put on a show for you and like I've sung for you or danced or whatever, like that is something that just brings me joy. I don't know why. Did I make Denitria and her boyfriend be my fake YouTube subscribers like when I do my hair or like cook. I, this sounds so cheesy. I need to stop telling my business, <laughs> but that's part of something that we do. We think about starting a vlog though, y'all. So let us know what y'all think. Do y'all think we should start a vlog? We've been thinking about it, but Hit us up in the comments or in the DMs and let us know um, a couple things. Let us know, number one, um, did you miss us? Because we missed you. Yes. And um, number two, let us know if you guys like the new segment, the thing about it. And then number three, um, let us know if y'all think we should start a vlog. We're a little nervous about starting it because it can be a little personal, you know. And we're real <laughs> private people. I think we said that in like the very first or second episode that we ever did. Like, we are very private, y'all, but y'all get a lot of information about our lives on this podcast. I was just about to say, I don't think that it really comes across as us being private on this podcast, but I think it's because we, it it feels like we're talking to each other, you know what I mean, without being as detailed. Um, side note, D and I are on a video call with each other, and I kind of have my arm in a position. You see my bicep? I know you lie. But yes, I I know. Know. my trainer, Mr. Powerhouse ATL. <laughs> I can't. Hey, I, I do want to say I am very proud of you for this apology that you did on air. It it caught me off guard, but I am proud of you. It caught me off guard too. Jesus, see, look at God. Look at God. 
All right, yeah, I think this is a good place to wrap this sound up <laughs> for season two, episode one. We're back. We will see you all in two weeks. Um, you all have a blessed and wonderful Thanksgiving. Be grateful for something. And I know sometimes going around family can be, ugh, you know, but um, but y'all find a reason to be to be thankful. This be thankful and be safe, y'all. Please be safe. Mm-hmm. So, look, it's been real. As look, as my mama say, it's been real. <laughs> well, all right, we'll talk to y'all later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>